Read-alouds with Mr. McCormick. Welcome to Read-alouds with Mr. McCormick. Kick back and listen in your sweats to some quality writing from prominent preteen authors. The voice recordings are performed by your favorite failed lounge singer, Mr. McCormick himself. Enjoy. In this episode of Read Alouds with Mr. McCormick, find out who really stole Mr. Soloway's Medal of Honor, how Shoshana is holding up after the episode with Joel and her feelings of guilt, as well as the video club and football team as they embark in a life either with or without Chase Ambrose. Listen in to find out more. Chapter 22, Shoshana Weber. I must be the stupidest person in the history of the world. I get straight A's in school, but obviously that doesn't mean anything. All it proves is that I know how to study for a geography test. As a judge of character, I'm an F minus. I let that jerk, that alpha rat, dupe me into believing he was different, that he was a nice guy. Well, a leopard never changes his spots, and that goes double for a scheming lowlife like Chase Ambrose. Falling off a roof, having amnesia, big deal. It doesn't mean you're not a rotten person today just because you remember you don't remember being one yesterday. I can't even face my poor brother. It's not just because his eye looks like it sustained a direct hit from a cannonball. It's all my fault. I'm the one who told my parents that the coast was clear and that it was safe for Joel to come home. And I ended up bringing him back into the same line of fire that almost broke his spirit last year. I could kick myself, except for the fact that my toes are pointing in the wrong direction. I can't get anything right. It isn't just that Chase has gone back to his bullying ways. It's that he's convinced everybody he was a new person. And he went for it. Hook, and we went for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Not just me, but the video club, the teachers... Dr. Fitzwallis, the whole school. That must have been his plan all along, to lull, to lull us into fal- a false sense of security before pouncing one more time. What a plan it was, to ruin Brendan's video, wreck the music room, attack Joel, and blame the whole thing on an imaginary fire. Chase was behind it from the very beginning. From a strategy standpoint, you must ha- you must admire it. It sure succeeded with flying colors, and Joel has the colors to prove it. Black and white and blue. Sorry, black and blue, mostly. I wish I could take my video project and flush it down the toilet. I'd rather lose all that time and throw away the best work I've ever done than have anything linking my name to Chase Ambrose. Compared to what happened to my brother, the National Video Journalism Contest is about as meaningful as counting snowflakes in a blizzard. That's another reason to hate myself that I would let my ambition to win a lousy contest make me so blind. I never should have allowed myself to be pushed into partnering up with Chase, no matter what Brendan and Miss DeLeo said. I don't care that the whole project is on a really great and interesting guy. It wouldn't make any difference if we got an interview with all the singers of the Declaration of Independence brought back to life and reformed into a boy band. It just wasn't worth it. For the smartest kid in school, Brendan's even dumber than I am. He's got, it, he's got it in his thick head that there's a chance Chase might be innocent. 
I don't know, Shoshana, he insists. It was Aaron and Bear that busted up the shot. Chase could have been trying to stop them. Oh, sure, I return. And he just happened to show up at exactly the right moment. He didn't show up, he argues. I sent Kimberly to go get him. Joel said you didn't send her for Chase. They did. There was a lot going on, he admits. It's hard to remember. I think they sent her first, and then I did. So why couldn't you go yourself? Because I was stuck in the tuba, he replies, as if it's the most natural thing in the world. Happens to everyone, right? Listen, I tell him. My poor brother has, the te has a technicolor face, courtesy of the guy you say might be innocent. That could have been an accident. Tug of war with the fire extinguisher. Maybe Chase was trying to protect Joel. I roll my eyes. Let him protect somebody else. When it came time to lie his way out of the blame, he was right there with Aaron and Bear. That's all the proof I need. I know what it looks like, he agrees reluctantly. But doesn't Chase deserve the benefit of the doubt? Listen, I challenge. If what you say is true, then Aaron and Bear set him up and nearly got him kicked out of school. And where is he at this very minute? At football practice with the same Aaron and Bear, who should be his worst enemies. What does that tell you? Well, it's not like he can come to video club anymore. And in the cafeteria, I persist, who does he eat lunch with? The football team. We won't let him eat at our table. We're protecting Joel. That's the real meaning of protection, not cold cocking someone with a fire extinguisher. I'm so mad at that jerk, and you should be too. He's like a cobra. He lured us in until we trusted him. Then he struck, and now he's slithered back into his old life as if nothing ever happened. Joel may be the one who's bleeding, but the attack was on all of us. And he agrees. Brendan knows I'm right. However much he wants to convince himself that Chase is innocent. The whole club knows that we're better off without a guy like that. So how come his name keeps popping up again and again at our meetings? That camera works. That camera looks a little shaky. You've got to keep it smooth, like Chase. Yeah, that's a cool shot. It was Chase's idea to film it in Worm's Eye View. The kid's a mumbler, but you can hear the audio clearly because Chase laid on the floor and held the microphone just out of frame. Can we please stop... Can we please stop talking about Chase Ambrose? I explode. He's not a god. He's just a person, and a lousy person at that. He belongs on the football team with the other muscle heads. Actually, he belongs chained to a slab of concrete at the bottom of Mariana's trench, but I'll take the football team if it gets him away from us. Joel has been silent throughout all of this. Now he speaks up. Am I the only one who's noticed that Video Club has gotten kind of lousy? What are you saying? I demand. He shrugs. Well, we all watched Warrior. It's fantastic. Nobody's doing that kind of work anymore. I'm furious. You think that's because we don't have him? My brother looks at me with his one good eye. Just because I hate Chase Ambrose doesn't mean I fall to pieces every time someone mentions his name. Go ahead. Talk about him. I can handle it. This isn't last year. No matter what, I'm not going to be chased out of town again. We slap him on the back and pound his shoulder. A few of us even cheer. It almost reminds me of the football team, although I'd never admit it. Miss DeLeo gives him a big hug. 
Maybe I can stop beating myself up for getting mom and dad to bring him home from Melton. The very worst happened, and he's still okay. I look at my little brother, 14 minutes younger than me. He's growing up. Chapter 23, Chase Ambrose. At football practice, when everybody else is laboring under a ton of equipment and you're breezing through the drills in shorts and a t-shirt, you're not the most popular guy on the field. All around me, the gridiron resounds resounds, excuse me, with crunching tackles, oofs, and grunts of pain, but I'm immune to that. No contact for the first week of my comeback, middle school rules. My teammates managed to see it that I suffer just the same. Around the Gatorade bucket, no drink in my hand makes it as far as my mouth. It's pretty clear that the other players have determined that I'm not going to get so much as a sip as long as my special treatment holds up. Every time I've got a full cup, someone managed to jostle my elbow until until the contents spill down my leg and into my cleats. It's going to be it's been going on for 3 days now. I'm borderline dehydrated and when I walk, my wet pants create squishing noises. Hey pink, coach Davenport calls, referring to the fruit punch color of my lower body. Get out there and catch some passes. I have no memory of what practice is supposed to be like, but I don't complain about the the treatment and focus on doing my job. I guess playing football is kind of like riding a bicycle. You never really forget how. I run hard, and after a couple of days, the cuts and the jukes come back to me. More muscle memory. I make a few good grabs, and I can feel the guy's attitudes thawing a little. Nice catch, Captain, Landon tells me with a slap where my shoulder pad would be if I was wearing one. I guess I'm still the captain. I didn't forfeit that by having amnesia. Yeah, good to have you back, adds Joey in a tone that could almost be interpreted as friendly. I try to turn this development to my advantage. Can I have a drink now? He laughs. Bathroom's in the field house, newbie. I hadn't thought of that. Pretty soon I'm in there, bent over the sink, guzzling water from the tap. It's better than drinking out of the toilet, which is probably what Joey had in mind. It takes a while, but Landon finally explains that this is standard procedure, procedure Excuse me for anyone who's on non-contact. As soon as I'm getting tackled like everybody else, my Gatorade privileges will be restored football. Here's the surprise. I like it. That means every, that means every, everything, excuse me, didn't change when I fell on my head. It proves that you can be an athlete and a video club kid at the same time. Not in my case, obviously. Video club invited me to get lost, but it's possible to be both. I have no idea why more people don't do it. Maybe it's because the jocks will never find out that if they enjoy doing something artsy, because they'll never try it and the arts kids feel the same about sports. In spite of everything that's happened, I'm getting the hang of most of the Hurricanes. They're a rowdy crew, and sometimes the physical nature of the game spills over into the way they treat kids, which is definitely not right. But they're giving me a chance, which is more than I can say for the video club these days. I'm starting to see how I could have been friends with the players, with two exceptions. Aaron and Bear finally have what they wanted. My name is Mud with my new friends, and I'm back on the team. But if they expect us to be the three musketeers again, they can forget it. They couldn't stand to see me making a new life for myself that didn't include them. So they wrecked it for me. And in the process, they managed to retarget poor Joel, who hasn't been home for even two weeks yet. And that's not including the way they treat the residents at Portland Street. But the last straw was when they cornered me, so I had no choice but to lie to Dr. Fitzwallis to protect the three of us. Aaron's always lecturing me about friendship. He doesn't know the meaning of the word. I don't talk to them. I don't stretch next to them. 
in the locker room, I sit as far away from them that I'm practically out of the hall. When we're on the practice field for the same drill, they get no chatter from me, not even any eye contact. The other Hurricanes have started to notice, but they think it's funny. Aaron and Bear don't. And how much do I care about hurting their delicate feelings? Well, you could fit that inside the nucleus of a carbon atom. On Friday, Coach Davenport runs us through a quick workout. The Hurricanes have a night game tomorrow, and he wants everyone to be fresh but sharp. Since I won't be playing, he keeps me out on the field while the others clatter in the locker room. Ten laps, Pink, he calls. No dogging it. The others are laughing at me and calling out, or calling out mock encouragement, their revenge for my week of no pads. To show off, I kick into high gear and sprint down the sideline. One thing that's come out of this first week of practice is I've gotten really fast. None of my teammates are very impressed because apparently I was always this fast. But it's news to me, and these days I need something to make me feel good about myself. When the tackle comes, it's a complete shock. One second I'm running free, and the next my big body hit I'm sorry, a big body hits me just below the knees, knocking my legs out from under me and sending me hurling forward. I must somersault because I see a quick panorama of sky and grass. The earth comes up to clobber me, and I eat some of it. Gasping, I roll over. A helmeted figure is blocking out the sun. Number 57, Bear. Aaron stands beside him, applauding. How's that for non-contact? Bear spits. I don't answer. I can't. The wind is totally knocked out of me. I just lie there, wheezing. Oops, he goes on. Fake apologetic. I think that might have been contact. It's so confusing with you lately, Ambrose. You're a friend. You're an enemy. You're a teammate. You're a video dork. You've got amnesia. Oh, that's a, that's a quote here. So let me try that again. You're a friend. You're an enemy. You're a teammate. You're a video dork. You've got amnesia. He grabs me by the fabric of my t-shirt and hauls me to my feet. Or maybe you more let maybe you remember more than you let on. I've got no pads on. Oh, he's choking here. I should really try this again. I've got no pads on. I choke, finding a breath at last. You want to kill me? It could happen, you know. Oh my goodness, my my quotes here are way off. You want to kill me? It could happen, you know. And you get more than community service for that. We had to get your attention, man. Aaron informs me solemnly. You've barely said a word to us all week. Don't worry. We won't harm a hair on your little head, Bear adds. Not until we get square. Get square? I don't know if I've ever been so mad. Aren't we square yet? All my friends hate my guts because they think I set up what happened in the band room. Aaron grins. It wasn't too hard to convince them either. I guess we're not the only ones who figured out what, out that the new Chase is a phony. What are you talking about? I sputter. You never had amnesia, Bear accuses harshly. You faked the whole thing. Are you crazy? I demand. What's so fantastic about getting your whole life, that, sorry, about forgetting your whole life that anyone would fake it? I didn't even know my own mother. Well, for one thing, Bear retorts readily. You can, you, you can act like you have no clue that you owe us. I owe you nothing, I seethe. The fact that I used to be friends with you guys makes me sick. If you ever think you can push me around the way you do everybody else, think again. There's still enough of the old chase left to take you on. You're lucky I don't go straight to the cops and rat you out for swiping Mr. Soloway's medal. They stare at me in surprise. I can feel the advantage shifting to me, so I don't let up. 
Yeah, geniuses. I figured that out by watching you prowling the halls of Portland Street, taking advantage of the people you're supposed to be helping. Give me credit for having the brains to see who's sleazy, sleazy enough to steal from a war hero, hero and who's too frail to look after his stuff. Bear is still staring, but slowly understanding, slowly understanding is dawning on Aaron. You, you really do have amnesia, he tells me. Yeah, so? So you, you don't remember. We didn't jack that metal. You did. Rage floods through me and I rear back my fist to take a swing at him. Before I can act, though, the memory flashes in my brain. The triangular case on the dresser, flipped open to reveal the gleaming five-pointed medal of honor at the end of a, its blue star-spangled ribbon. A hand reaches down for it. My hand. I'm totally appalled, yet it makes perfect sense. Aaron and Bear are the worst people I know, but they weren't always, always a twosome. They had a ringleader, Chase Ambrose. And in those days, if they were low, he was lower. Even before my memory returned, I should have known I did it. Bear's words break into my horrified thoughts. That's right, Boy Scout. This one's on you. You didn't even wait till the old Dumbledore was out of his room. As soon as his back was turned, you snatched it and tossed the case in the closet. It's worth big money, and you owe us our share. Three-way split. That was our deal, Aaron confirms. If we were sentenced to the Greybeard Motel, at least we were going to get something out of it. I, I don't have it. Bear brows, Bear's brow darkens. Don't lie, man. I saw you jam it into your pocket and walk out of the building. No, I all but whisper. I mean, I might have it, but I don't know what I did with it. And if I do find it, it's going back to Mr. Soloway. Maybe I used to be a crook, but I'm not one anymore. Aaron steps forward. Fine. You're better than us now. You're a saint. But look where you... But when you took that medal, that was the old you and the old rules. So it belongs to all three of us. You can't do anything without our okay. And we don't give it. He looks totally serious, like a lawyer reading a contract. You, made a, you make a move without us, you'll regret it, Bear adds threateningly. I regret I ever met you guys, I shout, hoarse with emotion. I wheel away from them and flee for home, not even stopping in the locker room to shower and change. I have put, I have to put as much distance as possible between myself and these two. As I run, hot tears of shame are steaming down my face. Since my accident, I've heard a lot about the person I used to be. Never did I imagine this. I sprint harder, accelerating into the sidewalk, outpacing even the most intense drills from practice. It's no problem escaping Aaron and Bear but I'll never be able to get away from myself. And that's it for today, guys. It is Monday, May 25th, kind of a rainy morning, but hopefully it gets nicer today. Hopefully everyone gets outside and has a really nice day. Bye, everybody.